This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Many of you will not know this, but a few of you will know this, that um, recently, I would say in the last few months, uh, I have been in, involved in, I would call, intense spiritual warfare, uh, I would say, against me. And of course, you don't know that because we're not uh, going out t- telling people that. But uh, the elders know about it, and they've been praying for me, and I appreciate it so much. And uh, there's a, a group of ladies that pray on Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock. And let me just tell you, I've been really encouraged, blessed, and I feel like the Lord has really um, answered our prayers and so this morning, I just want to say thank you for those who pray for me on a regular basis. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, Ephesians 6.16, and it says, uh, and, and it's a continuation of what we've been talking about, and it says, in addition to all these, uh, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the belt of truth, uh, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil, a few weeks ago, one of our biggest challenges that, uh, in our culture is that people don't think there is a devil, but all I say to them is look around and see the evil that has uh, been around uh, our, our globe, going around our globe. But we're reading Ephesians chapter 6, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Right before that, it says we are not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of unseen world. And that's our challenge, isn't it? We, we and, and maybe I'm speaking too freely and saying all of us, I would definitely say I can see myself struggling and maybe I'm projecting my feelings onto you, but I feel like in general, we don't really see or feel or understand the supernatural, that beyond our natural abilities to see. And so there's these demonic forces, the Bible tells us, these spiritual forces that are, uh, are, are you know, they're against us. It says that the, they're not, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. I have a picture of a shield I want to show you there in a sec. It'll come up. And the world, uh, the word that shield is describing is not some little, uh, maybe a little shield that you would get your, your child or when you were a kid, maybe your parents bought you a little uh, shield, armor of God shield. You remember the little plastic gray one? Anybody ever get one of those? Yes. Uh, we could not afford that, so my wife artistically made one. And we still have it. It's in, our, it's in our closet, but we made a little shield. That's not what it's really describing. It's not a one-armed shield that you could hold in a hand, but a large shield that you would need to put on and use all your weight into it, a shield of faith. And so I think that's a fantastic uh, depiction of what maybe the Scripture is really trying to describe, that when you put on the this shield of faith, what it's really trying to paint a picture and let us know how important this is. You know, many of you have probably been under a spiritual attack and uh, maybe not 
been aware of it. You remember the weeks ago we talked about it's not, the, it's the only two kinds of people uh, in, in scripture is those who are prepared and have put on the full armor of God and those who are unprepared. You know, the, the Bible doesn't say, I highly suggest you put on the, the full armor of God. It says put on the armor of God. And maybe you've been uh, battling some really dark spiritual forces coming against you. And the Lord is helping us through his word what we can do to prepare for that. And one of the things is put on the whole armor of God. And so this large shield that maybe is a good depiction on this photo there is you have to put your weight into it. And so the question is, what is a shield of faith? What is faith? And we all have it. People outside these doors have it. We all have it. My neighbors have it. I mean, they're not coming to church. They don't have faith in Christ, but they all have faith. They all are believers. Uh, recently, a, a famous um, author, pastor, Tim Keller, passed away. He impacted my life. I've read a lot of his books. We did a whole summer series on, on prayer uh, using his book, and it was a sad a sad day when I, we heard that he passed. But he writes in his book, The Reason for God, and he challenges skeptics. He says, you cannot doubt belief A, capital A, like sample A, without putting your faith in a belief sample B. So, for example, if you doubt Christianity because you believe that there's not one true religion, that statement in itself is a statement of faith. Because you can't prove your point, prove it empirically, and it cannot, it is not universal. So when you say, I have no faith in God, what it really translates is, I am betting on that there is no God. So we all have faith in someone or something. So we're all people of faith, it's, but where is your faith placed in? And the Bible's telling us to put on this shield of faith. Shakespeare says, and I don't know why I memorize uh, this line from Hamlet, but I did, I think it has to be with uh, my class in high school. To be or not to be, that is the question, whether it is nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. And just think, even in Hamlet, he's, uh, he's under attack and the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. So what happens when you and I face slings and arrows of outrageous fortune? You know, uh, when the, you know it's, it's like you get a, a bonus check, but at the same time your car engine light comes on. Anybody ever... And then, not only does your car engine light come on, all of a sudden you have one of these summer, summer storms and then you notice a watermark in your ceiling. And then, then you notice it's not, in, it's not getting as cold as it used to. And so next thing you know, uh, your AC is on the brink. And then, uh, then to add on top of that, you realize and you find out visiting the dentist that your kids need braces. Wow. And uh, so that's a lot of stress at work, isn't it? It's a lot of stress in your life. And then you find out, on top of that, your boss who's over you is going through the same thing. And so now you have, you know, maybe you're the subordinate and your boss, and he's going through the same thing, stress, and he's being under attack, and uh, you are, and then you guys are forced to be in the same room together. So that could be, um, could be a spiritual attack. 
So what do you do when all hell breaks loose on you or your family? Where's your faith when all hell breaks loose? What are you putting your faith in? A lot of times, and I've been in ministry for a long time, um, I've I was a campus pastor for uh, 20 years on campus. And to my amazement, I do not know how this is happening, but uh, many of the students that I minister to early on are now having kids going to college. And I'm like, this can't be, can't be that many years ago. And so I'm getting calls like, hey, are you still doing Chi Alpha? My kid's coming. I'm like, uh, no. Uh, so... Where do we, when all hell breaks loose, where do you put your faith? Where are you putting your faith in? And when your faith in God is under attack, and the reason I brought up my alumni is that for, I've done about, 100, uh, about 105 Chi Alpha weddings. And up to five years ago, we had zero of those 105 divorces. But since then, it seems like the dam has broken. And it breaks my heart. And I realize that our families are under attack. Our marriages are under attack. And there, there's a spiritual attack on our families. But we have to remember that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Sometimes it's easy to put a face to the spiritual problem but the Lord is really encouraging us, don't put a face to it. It's not your neighbor. There's some spiritual forces working in and around his life or her life. So it's not your boss. It's not the president. It's not the governor. It's not the mayor. It's not the school principal. It's not your kids. That was hard for me during high school years. Um, it's not your spouse. It's not your child. It's not your child's soccer coach. The fiery darts of hell are being hurled at all of us, and maybe even you this morning. Maybe you came this morning under a tremendous amount of stress, maybe in your marriage or in your family. And the liar, the devil, the evil one, the accuser is whispering in your ear, maybe even this morning, maybe even in this church this morning. And I challenge us all and myself that do not let him set camp like a squatter in our minds. Has he been lying to you? Has he been lying to us? Has he been whispering half-truths? Is he tempting you today? What has the devil been saying? I tell you, everything I'm about to say, he has said to me. Where's God? Maybe, maybe you don't feel it this morning, but maybe at one time when something really tragic happens, you've heard a whisper in your brain, your mind say, where is God? Where is God? Maybe your financial situation is really bad. And the enemy's saying, you're too far gone. Or the enemy is telling you and he's whispering in our ears that you have sinned too many times. I know, again, all of these things I've heard in my mind as well. 
Your private struggles are disgusting to God. Maybe that's what he's whispering. Or how about this? You will never change. You will always be who you are. Or your spouse will never change. You know, I know that some of you have been with me for a long time and you heard me share stories uh, about my relationship with my wife. And you remember uh, maybe four months ago, I said that in our 30 some years of marriage, uh, at least Robin and I have probably thought about splitting up at least a hundred times. You guys, I don't know if you remember that. And then a month later, Robin wanted me to up the number to 101 times. And so, <laughs> uh, but I, I can honestly tell you that uh, she and I have, it's, it's not always been uh, fantastic, but um, the Lord has helped us to thwart, thwart off those fiery darts thinking that somehow life would be better if we would just separate. I don't share too many details, but there was a time after Micah was born, before Mason was born, that my wife and I really were in challenging times. We felt like the enemy was attacking us. He was whispering things in my ear, and usually it's, it would be better without her. And... Um, and I thank the Lord that he, he helped me and he protected my heart and my mind and my decisions through the, the, feel, uh, the shield of faith. And it was a tough time after Micah, but, and we would not have had our, our son Mason if, if we would have listened to the enemy's tactics. You'll never change. I think my wife could tell you uh, if she were to come up right now that I am not the same person I used to be. And I was in ministry. You know, when I first started out, it's hard to believe, but when I first started Chi Alpha, I was 28 years old. I was not a finished product, but I tried to consistently place myself in a position where God would, uh, I would be challenged by God and the Lord would help me to deal with the things where the enemy was trying to kill me, steal from me and destroy me. The Lord was using the circumstances to grow me in his, in his likeness so I could be more like Christ. So all these things. Your circumstances is a curse. Maybe you've heard that. You're not valuable to the king and his kingdom. You're worthless. This one's we hear from time to time in our, chur in our churches. But this one's a big one I think the enemy uses consistently. No one cares about you. If you stop attending, nobody will care. God does not care about the desires of your heart. Just do this little thing for a while and it will give you joy and peace. Do this little sin. It won't cost you that much. Not really. These are all things that the enemy comes and comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's throwing these fiery darts at us, trying to get us to what? To give up. To give up. He's been whispering these half-truths. How is he tempting us this morning? The psalmist writes in Psalm 115, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but 
To your name goes all the glory for your unfailing love and faithfulness. Listen to what he says in verse 2 in Psalms 115. Why let the nation say, where is their God? So somebody's been saying, where is their God? Uh, We said that after we lost the softball championship at FSU to some godless team. Like, where's our God? (laughs) Our God is in the heavens and he does as he wishes. This is what they're saying. Where is their God? Our our God is in the heavens and he does as he wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak. They have eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear and noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel and feel but cannot walk and throats but cannot make a sound. And those who make idols are just like them as are all who trust in them. Verse 9, O Israel, trust the Lord. Here is your helper and your shield. O priest, descendants of Aaron, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. All you who fear the Lord, trust him. And I just want to say that God is not a liar. I want to say that again. God is not a liar. All you who fear the Lord, trust the Lord. He is your helper and your shield. The Lord does remember us and will bless us. He will bless the people of Israel and bless the priest, the descendants of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both great and lowly. Trust the Lord. God is not a liar. Trust him. When you hear those little whispering truths, you're no good, you're no good, baby, you're no good, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Trust God and what he says about you. Trust him. Sometimes it's not easy, but you have to pray and say, God, give me the right desires for my family, my wife, my children. Lord, change my mindset towards my boss and those who are over me. But as a family and as a church family, we need the shield of faith. And sometimes, I would say, more than sometimes, we need the body of Christ to help us. That's why I love that photo. It's not just one person. But I imagine that there's someone that they're protecting on the inside. And in the church, the Lord can use us as a shield of faith for others, a word of encouragement, a prayer. Sometimes we need help. And the Lord provides this shield of faith through body of believers. A word of encouragement, a text, praying for it. How's it going? We missed you. Maybe your injury is self-inflicted or you have been injured. The Lord can help you. And sometimes the Lord will use us to help one another. So I would say trust in God. Trust in his character. Ask the Lord for help and not losing hope. Help the, ask the Lord to give you that shield of faith and, and hide yourself Hide yourself in the presence of God. 
uh, one of my favorite uh, sermons I used to preach a long, long time ago. It's, it's in Proverbs 30. There are four creatures that are sm- small, very small, but exceedingly wise. And it says in the King James, which is the correct word, a coney hides himself in the rock. The coney is just this little animal. It has no natural self-defense system. It doesn't have sharp claws. It doesn't have sharp teeth. It it can't, it's not like a porcupine. The thing is basically helpless. And so when he sees the enemy coming, he doesn't think instinctively, I think I can handle this bobcat. He knows he can't. But the Bible says he's small yet exceedingly wise. And what makes this animal wise is that he knows that he can find the safety covered in the rock. He'll find a little crack in the rock and hide in the rock. And I don't care how strong that bobcat is or maybe some hawk in the sky, they're not going to get through the rock. And so the Lord is encouraging us to put on this shield of faith, hide ourselves under the rock of Christ. And I'm telling you, the enemy cannot go through that rock. But if you're going to go out and try to do it yourself, I don't know if you're a match. So whether it's you've been injured by a person, a ministry, self-inflicted, it doesn't matter. What I would say the solution now is to hide yourself in the shield of faith who is Jesus. Trust in God. Trust in his character. Don't lose hope. Ask the Lord to help you in the areas of sin and from despair. Ephesians 2.8 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you cannot take credit for this It is a gift from God. You have been saved by his grace when you believed. Let's believe in Jesus again. Hey, I need, Bryce, you weren't around, but I'd like the band to come up. But before, they can come up now. But what I'd like for us to do, and I know we we are a church that's probably about 85% introverts. And so I'm going to not try to pull you out of your introvert natural state. But I would like you to do this, okay? So I'd like for you to look to your right or to the left, or just look around you if you don't have anybody to your right or left. And I want in a moment to pray for them. Now, if you know them well enough, you can say, hey, is there anything I can pray about? But if not, you just, you, you see them and just pray for them. We need each other. We are under a tremendous amount of spiritual attack these days. Be aware of that. And our battle's not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in high places. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for providing this armor of God for us, the full armor. Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for providing things that we can utilize through the Holy Spirit to help us to walk in victory. Lord, we pray for that person to our right. We pray for that person to our left. We don't know what they're going through. 
But Lord, we can, we can assume that life has not been easy. So Lord, we pray for that person. Give them a shield of faith. Let them hide under the rock of Christ. Lord, we trust you to always be true to your word. You are trustworthy. You are truth. Lord, we pray to the person on the other side or around us. Lord, we can, we can rightly assume that life has not been easy. So Lord, help them, encourage them, use them for your glory. And Lord, I know at church it's, we put on smiles and that's because of the joy of the Lord. But that doesn't mean that there's not been spiritual attacks. So Lord, I pray God that our smile is in confidence in who you are. Lord, we know that we've been saved by grace. We have no self-defense system. But Lord, we are fully safe and defended under your wing, in your rock. Lord, help us to trust you. And Lord, last thing, help us to never, ever be a spokesperson, a marionette, a puppet, for the enemy. Lord, I pray that we would never be used as a weapon of, of a fiery dart towards someone else. Forgive us if we've done that. We are, we are not the enemy's marionette. We are your children. Lord, you called us to pray for one another. We say thank you. thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurchtlh.com.